This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league, starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Whether packing for a destination vacation or planning a staycation, Macy's has everything you need. Summer's almost here, and I'm so excited to take a trip with Bryn. We are planning it right now. We are heading to Macy's before we pack to grab new shoes we can wear all day with anything. I'm excited to lay in the sun with key pieces from Macy's, like my new Dolce Vita sandals and Levi's skirt. I am ready to relax and look and feel amazing. Oh, how good that sounds. Of course, I can't forget a new beach bag. I have been eyeing the collection of beach bags from Macy's, and I can't wait for you to see what I choose. Shop at Macy's.com slash own your style. The virus that causes shingles is sleeping in 99% of people over 50. While not everyone at risk will develop shingles, it strikes as a painful rash that can last for weeks. Wake up because shingles could wake up in you. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about shingles prevention. Emily Hampshire is best known as Stevie Budd in the hit comedy Schitt's Creek. In addition to that, she boasts a long-running career of film, television, video games, and awards. She's the author of the new comic book, graphic novel, Amelia Airwood, Basic Witch, and stars in the upcoming movie, The End of Sex. And she's my new best friend, and this is my favorite guest I've ever had. Emily joins me to share the details of her career and her personal life ups and downs with a person who appears almost as hard to crack as her most famous character. This is Just Be with Emily Hampshire. So welcome. Thanks. Um, is your hair short? Yeah, it uh, it's very short. It's I'm, it's not that new anymore, but I'm still getting used to it. I mean, when I first did it, my my phone didn't recognize me, and um, yeah. Do you like yeah. it? Are you happy? I do. You look beautiful. Thank you. Um, I am in a love hate relationship with it. Like, I feel like I like it. Feels more me. Except, have you ever had short hair? Yes, and it's harder than long hair, which is like a weird, annoying. Which nobody like- tells you. No, it's more annoying because yeah. you need like the right product and things turn and then it, they look yes. weird. When they turn. Yeah, I do now. It's annoying. Yeah, I never even owned a brush when I had long hair. And now this is like, I have to have product. I have to do. So yeah, I'm, I'm done with, I'm not somebody who wants to do my hair ever. So I'm done with it. Yeah. There's a vibe about it though. Like there's a confidence to it. So I'm sure you felt different when you got it. You know what I mean? There's just a vibe about like, I'm free. I'm fresh. I'm not weighed down. It's nice. Yeah, when somebody does my hair. Yeah, right. I feel free and fresh. Yeah. <laughs> but but you, who cares? What are we? I mean, 90% of the time, my hair's up in this. Yeah. Know? Well, that's so the thing. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. You can't do that. You can't do that. No. First of all, I read a lot about you, and I am surprised by so many things about you, so I like that, and Uh-oh. I can't wait to get into that, so that we'll get okay. into that. I'm scared. Um, okay. But obviously, you know, I found you on, on Schitt's Creek and I was giving my daughter uh, cutting her nails during the pandemic. It's so funny. She was young enough that I was cutting her nails. Now she's 12. And um, 
she didn't, you know, I always introduce her to new shows that she's reluctant to watch or she walks in and I'm watching it and she's like intrigued. She was doing her manicure and Shit's Creek was on. So she was forced to watch. It was like the fifth episode of the first season and she got hooked and it was our pandemic pleasure. And it, the only thing it sucked was that it was like too junk foodie. It went too fast. Like we were just eating bags of it. We weren't enjoying, like we were enjoying it, but like we wished we savored it. We wished it was like 30 years ago and we could watch one episode a week with a commercial in between because it was like it went too fast. So she's still, oh, I always catch her always watching it. It's like one of those things that she's never not watching. Like I, I was good with it. I watched the whole thing and I was done. Like I did it. It was yeah. amazing. She's never not watching it. So she, I can't that's, believe I didn't tell you. Yeah, you're wrong. Oh my God. That's so, so many people tell us that they watch it over and over again. Like I don't watch anything over and over again, but, um, but it's so funny that you're like, she was forced to watch it. I feel that way about like, I think the show was amazing, but I do think there was something about it that people were forced to watch it because nobody like we got six seasons of this show that no one was watching until it went on Netflix. It got a bit popular, but um, really it became popular when everyone was in quarantine. So, Oh, is that, watch oh I didn't, I didn't know that. That's interesting too. Oh, wow. And I saw uh, Daniel Levy recently on an interview with someone and he said that he would only do something else or some other iteration or some reunion or some movie. If there was a good enough idea that would move him to do it. Did you, did you see that interview? Uh, I didn't see that interview, but I know that of him. Yeah. Okay. So I have, here's my pitch before we get into you. My pitch is, because I literally, my I asked my publicist for his uh, publicist information. I think it's 42 West and his agent. And I thought, she's going to be on. I'll just tell her. My pitch is the family. So the family's now like, you know, in successful. They came into money. They're like sort of back. They had a comeback, yeah. right? So they are approached to do a reality show. With their oh, family and actually, everyone around them. That's a really good pitch. That's a that's great a pitch. pitch. It's scripted, great... But like you could have a little curb your enthusiasm in it where there's some like reality. So it's like a little meta. Like it's a scripted reality yeah. show. They're, they're pitched to do a reality show, but it's a scripted show. But you could have some reality within the yeah. scripted show. But what's so crazy about that is you've just pitched the um, the pitch that I just did for my comic book. There's a reality show within the book and I'm pitching it to be a, a series and I want it to be like a live action series with a reality show as like the kinder surprise inside. That's um, amazing. So, so imagine them that, on a reality show, though. You're, you yeah. and all you, it's always who are your friends around you. It's like all the people would have to be in it naturally because that's what a reality show is. It means yeah. like they always want to know who's your yoga teacher, who's your therapist. Like it's all the characters yeah. around you. So it's like just the next iteration. That's my pitch. You can pitch my pitch to whoever you know, but that's my pitch. I think that's a really good idea. Like that's Thanks. the best idea I think anybody's had. Wow. So. All right. Well, so tell it to Eugene and Daniel and just say, I was going to get in touch with their people, but you were coming. Oh, if you talk to them, like I assume you're all like living together oh. in a motel. But yeah, yeah. No, we are. I mean, the the only thing about why, you know, Dan, Dan and Eugene wanted to end the show because that's that was the story they wanted to tell. And there was they didn't want to go on with it and it'd be shitty. Um, right. But I, I think like the thing that we keep being like we're going to do something is together is because we like each other. Like it, it does feel like family. We miss each other and everybody's gotten really busy since Shit's Creek, which is great. But like 
it's so hard to not have those like four months where we know we're going to see each other. Right. And I'm thinking, I can't believe this is what we're doing with your interview. I'm going to stop after this comment. Like just, you know, there's always like the awkward, the fought, like the fought, Eugene Levy would be awkward on TV. Like he wouldn't be able to land it. Like some people are weird when the cameras come on, they're like performative or like Scott Disick like, and like just not yeah. everybody, not everybody's good at it. So it'd be really funny to see like, who's good at it, who sucks at it because some people, you know, and then who does the audience fall in love with and doesn't? It would be some ex- unexpected character that would piss other people off. I'm just thinking this is me knowing yeah. the real life of what happens in reality TV. Anyway, if they like the idea, tell them to call me because I think it's a really funny, great idea. I think okay. it's so, but I also think it's kind of like, I'm not to keep this going, but I just kind of like there was an episode where I think Alexis was trying to be the PR person for um, our motel. And I remember Stevie and Mr. Rose, um, we're very, very awkward on camera. And I feel like we would definitely be the um, the uncomfortable ones. Right. Or like, what mm-hmm. if you were the star character and annoy them? It's not even their family. Oh, yeah. you, would just, you know, and like, yeah, I could be the reality TV show producer that like oh. comes in and pitches the idea. It's ridiculous, but it's great. Listen, I, I, don't I, know. I, I will don't know pitch this to okay. them as the other yeah. thing. Yes. Okay. You never know. You never know. I just, I kept flushing it in my mind, like, you know, when I wake up in the morning and I thought, it's not like just like an idea. I think it's a really good, like, it's a good idea. It's like, no, it's a really good idea. Okay. So tell me about this graphic novel because I love the cover. So it's, it's basically, I, um, I was approached by an old agent of mine, um, had, had gone on to, uh, he wanted his passion is comic books. And so he went to work for a comic book company and, um, and they do mostly like music people and their comics. And he was like, you know, who I think might have a comic book in her is Emily. And so he pitched me the idea of doing something. And I was like, I I don't know what I do. I'd have to have an idea. And then I was watching the Kardashians as one does. Where you get all um, your inspiration. Yes. And uh, I was like, what if I was like just born into that family? I would be the sister that like no one heard about because I would be totally kicked off that shit. Like they wouldn't let me on the reality show because I was such a bad influencer person. Um, And so I kind of got this idea that like, what if the Kardashians were a family of witches, like super elite witches? And there was this one sister who you never heard about because she was kicked off the show because she was a uh, shit witch and so that is amelia she is i mean i i did originally want to call it shit witch but it's um she's a basic i love but basic witch is amazing because it's so like tiktok language like you're such a basic witch it's great what a great i love that idea i love the whole entire thing you should see bad cinderella i really enjoyed it because it was so funny and stupid but effectively bad cinderella is what oh my god! Trying. I feel like the title says it. Yeah, yeah, that's totally yeah. it. And yeah, what's it's... so funny is the reality show you pitched me for for shits is exactly how I see the the show of this comic book going. That's so how weird. We're like the speaker. It's so weird that I came in with that to you at this time, and you're having that thought in this book. It's weird. It's like meant to be. Very interesting. So this is another strange thing I'll say to you. I have never learned so many things that I wanted to ask questions about from somebody's us weekly 25 things you don't know about me. Usually it's like, I like China gum, but I only like the bubble <laughs> gum. Like, you know, it's just like very, it's like stupid and you flip by and who cares? Cause I've done it myself, but 
this is where I learned everything you ever need to know about you. So <laughs> I don't know what that means, but we're going to talk about it. So um, you reupholstered a couch on your own. So I, like you, love home design. I, I love it. And I love crafts and projects. And I love, I'm not good at executing them. How did you reupholster a couch on your own? I want to hear what the process is like to do that. Okay. So I, I, like, like you just said, I love making things. And so what I just did was I took it apart. I got a like $50 couch from Goodwill and I took it apart and then I just copied it and put it back together. And it, I mean, if I did it why? again, why? Well, because I put it back together with new fabric. Like, you know, I but took that, the... You just made that sound easy. What do you mean you took it apart and put it back together? Like, how do you do that? How did you know how to do that? You did a YouTube video? No, I, this was even, this was like in 2006. I think I have a, an album of insanity with, it took me like way too long. It took me almost a year to reupholster this couch. So it, it wasn't like, but it, because I really wanted this at the time, this couch from Anthropology that was like so beautiful. And um, and at that time, it was like, what, I could not afford it. And so right. I would make things that I couldn't afford. Um, and uh, yeah, so I took it apart, the fabric, each thing, unstitched it, and then just copied each one. And then I know how to sew a bit. And wow. I did that. And then I got a staple gun. And then I got a little nail. And then I did each little thing. It, it was a project it was you a still definite. have it no i then sold it for like i sold it for a thousand dollars which was like to me amazing yeah like, i yeah, get it yeah yeah i mean i'm I not sure it. if those people who i sold it to like the minute they sat on it it disintegrated but it looked good so these are things that i relate to you on i my dogs because i guess sometimes we're in the hamptons and we're near we're near the beach we're not on the beach but sometimes they smell like some like sort of fishy and I like it. Like they smell like dogish and I like it. And I read that about you liking the smell of your dogs when they like don't smell. And it's weird. It's like gasoline or something. It's like a smell that I, I, I like don't the know. smell of dog paws specifically. Dog oh, paws. Pardon. They smell yeah. like like Fritos kind of, most dog paws. Um really? I'm asking Bryn. Do I'm it. Tell her to check. Do you have right. dogs around you right now? Smell their paws. They're upstairs. Bryn will gladly okay. smell them because she likes Fritos and she she loves any kind of dog talk. Um, yeah. Any kind of dog talk. And then that you're a big hat. But by the way, for your new hair, you're a big hat wearer, which I am. A, I, and I've been a hat wearer since before. It was cool to be wearing hats. Like I'm, yeah. you're you're a person who looks good in every hat. Is that your thing? Well, it's it's not a fashion thing for me. It's not a fashion. I wear a giant. It's a sun thing. Same. So. I wear a ridiculous hat all the time, so much so that some like this production got me a cake in the shape of my ridiculous hat. Um, so I never wear like a fashion hat. Oh, okay. I do both at the same time, but I my purpose yeah. for bringing hats on vacation is sun, but then they may as well be fashionable. That's sort of my my mo. Yeah, that's um, what I need to do though. I need to like kill two birds with that one hat stone. I yes. need to be able to do yeah. Hey there. Did you know that May is Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? 
Macy's is celebrating by highlighting some cool AAPI-owned brands like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Maeve. I mean, I love that a big brand like Macy's is supporting Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. It's important. But you know what? The best reason to check out these brands is that they're just really awesome. Seriously, you need to check them out. And you know what else? You have a great opportunity to open up access to college for AAPI students and help them succeed by donating to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. You can donate online or just round up your purchase at Macy's when you check out. So do what you can to help. Join Macy's and round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA scholars. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league, starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX is clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Snag a job is where America goes to hire, with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. You grew up in Canada? Uh, yeah, from I'm from Montreal. Oh, okay. My really good friend went to McGill and is from Montreal. And I love oh, my dad went to McGill. Oh, really? It's like a special yeah. place to go to school. And it's like only people who know, know, and it's a good school. Yeah, it's and a really good school. It's a really good school. And I went um, on my show, I think years ago to Montreal. And I was really, it's not talked about how European that city is like it's not discussed oh. it's so close to fly there and you're in like another you I mean you are in another country yeah. but like you feel like you were on a plane for yeah. eight hours I don't know why the, they need better marketing for Montreal well it's they, an it's another country like yeah you're in Canada but even Quebec kind of is like being in another country from Canada it like it's like nowhere else what's so funny though is that um you know how you just said you said Montreal that's the thing I would like to correct language on. Um, every American says Montreal. Montreal. It's Montreal. Montreal. Right. Yeah. Montreal. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I loved it. Montreal. I loved it. <laughs> I thought it was beautiful. Um, and you speak French because of growing up there. That's just why everyone speaks French. Yeah. Yeah. Like you have to, um, you have to be in French immersion, which is from like kindergarten to grade four. It's all in French. And then four to six is like half the day in French, half the day in English. 
and so basically I can't like read or write in any language. Um, it just, uh, it, it, yeah, you, you have to learn it, which is great because you have a second language. I, um, yeah, then you just do the rest of the time in your French class. And, and so how old were you when you knew you wanted to be an actress? Um, I mean, I, I, I normally say when, when I'm asked this, I always say, you know, it was when my mom took me to see Les Mis in grade six and I like wanted to be a Panin. And, but the more I've like thought about that recently, I, and especially cause my mom had sent me, sent me these like VHS converted to, to like uh, whatever files of me when I was younger. And like, I was doing like commercials when I was five pretending to do stuff. So I feel like it was always there that and I didn't know it until I saw somebody doing it as a job but then I also in high school I I did a play and I had this tiny part and the high school vice principal came up to me after and she was like you were really good you were funny and that was it that was like I was just gonna do that and you were dedicated to it since then so you've been a working actress most of your life yeah since I was like 11. That's amazing. And mm -hmm. but was Shit's Creek your pop off? Like, is it was it a game changer? It was game changer after when it became really popular. But at the time, um, you know, I think we thought it was going to be more game changer than it was. Like I was signing on to a series with with Catherine O'Hara and Eugene Levy. And and then it kind of we thought it was great, but no one was really watching. Um, and only when we were done did it become really popular, which is very Schitt's Creekian. By the way, it's very Schitt's Creekian and very um, bummer. Like, you, while it was happening, you didn't, you know, get to, I mean, it's an amazing surprise, but you kind of thought, yeah. shit, this is like sucking a little. Why was, why did it get so many seasons if no one was watching it? Well, it got so many seasons because when they first went out to sell the show, they went out to every in America and all the networks and nobody wanted it. And so they did a uh, pilot presentation and still nobody in America wanted it. So they went to the CBC in Canada and did it there. And because it was done in Canada with our Canadian broadcaster, that is the only reason we got a second season and a, because it's our Canadian government sponsoring like our our show so nobody really has to watch we just have to be all canadian um wait everybody's canadian what did you mean we all have to be all everybody's well, canadian on the show yeah yeah except for chris elliott yeah Does there, is that a thing that everybody knows i i mean i don't know i didn't know that no well i don't know i don't think everybody knows it but it is like if so this cbc is like a network in canada that is the canadian broadcasting corporation which has government funding in it. And so if you're going to have government funding or use a tax credit in Canada, you need to use Canadian talent. You need to use. I love so, that. That's so, yeah. yeah. And so, but now Canada must've made a lot of money off of this in the aggregates. They must be, love you. Yeah. It's kind of the greatest, it's my favorite story. Whenever I go out to pitch my own stuff is like, 
nobody wanted it because at the time they wanted edgy stuff, edgy, dark comedy. And like, this was something that nobody had seen before. And I do believe that the next big thing is not going to be the thing that is already popular. That's, like, that's exactly, that was the skinny girl margarita. Nobody wanted it. Nobody. I pitched to every major liquor company. They all said, no, they all later came and tried to buy it. It's the same story. No one was even like cared in the room. Yeah. Oh my God. I love that. I can't, once again, I can't believe that. It's so shocking when you, you hear those stories after, but it usually is the story of every like super breakthrough thing. And it's great. It's bittersweet. It's actually really nice. It's it's working harder. And then the reward is amazing. Um, Mm -hmm. and you've decided you're never going to be in a relationship again. Yeah. I kind of think I, I really am obsessed with work. I, um, I love my friends. I have a great life uh i i feel like i don't want to make sacrifices for somebody else well yeah you're being so i love that you're it's so funny that you're saying this to me and that's what what does pansexual mean so pansexual is um there was an episode of it's uh there was an episode on schitt's creek about the wine like that that um that Dan's character, David, was explaining his sexuality through this metaphor of that he he liked the wine, not the label. And so sometimes he liked a red wine, a white wine. And mm-hmm. um, and I actually never understood that metaphor after I was like telling him, well, what am I if I just like I just fall in love with a person? Right. Doesn't it really doesn't the gender wherever they are on the gender Got spectrum it. doesn't it's like if I'm into the, and so that is what pansexual is. But what annoys me about it is that that was, that's a label that I was kind of given or need. I, I understand that people need to identify as something so that there's visibility and all that. But at, oh, the ultimate goal to me is like, I don't want to have to identify as anything. Right. But what's so funny is that the minute you say on my label that I'm like, I'm not, I don't want a relationship everybody wants to be in a relationship with you. It's the most right. attractive label. That's for funny. Reason. So you have to do the reverse. I Oh, what I was going to say is I think that's so interesting because as I've gotten older and I see this more with people around um, non-traditional relationships, like I have a long distance relationship. My fiance lives in Boston. His kids are there. My daughter's here. We have a long distance relationship, you know, and you, you know, I go to things alone a lot. Like I went to a movie premiere last night without him. Most things I go to alone. I'll even go on vacation sometimes. And and I don't even think people, I don't know if people judge me anymore, but like we're also together a lot and we travel together a lot. But a lot of times he's in Boston going out with his friends or doing work things or going to political events or whatever with without me. And like, it's non-traditional, but it works. And I yeah. I, I want to say I, I like it. There's some things I don't like about it, but it's not about not being together because I like not being together as much as I like being together, which is not- Oh my God, you just described what might actually work for me as a relationship if I ever had one, which is that thing of the long distance. Because that thing of, I like going to things alone or being doing my own thing. And I like connecting with other people. And, but I also like being with So if there was like a lot of space, <laughs> I, I want my own place. I want my own 
Yeah. yeah. And we didn't, but by the way, we fell in love and we were like trying to put all the pieces together, like the calendar. Okay. You know, we'll never be apart more than this days. And we'll put this here. And the minute you get back, you'll come to New York and you, and real life comes in and jet lag and dehydration and your job and your kid and you're fucking not a rubber band man. So in the beginning he got bronchitis. I was running around. I wasn't even happy. I was like, all we're doing is trying to talk about the calendar. The, the, the term, the calendar is like, yeah gives me hives because all we were doing yeah. was like in the when we're doing and it became unenjoyable so even yesterday paul was like emailed me he's like just calendar thing it's just out there it doesn't mean we have to talk about it now it just means because i i am so averse to the calendar that he's the only one who even understands what goes on with it it could be june 99th today and i wouldn't know you know yeah. so he has to keep a little otherwise we never you know because uh, i get anxiety yeah so once we, but he was he's younger than I am and he used to have more of a problem with it because he's a traditional kind of guy and he you know hasn't been in as many relationships and also you know younger than I am once like the idea of it not being ideal where you're judging yourself and you're judging your own relationship about like what it's supposed to be and then it's yeah. not that and I'm supposed to think it's this and I once that took a year to like defrost he started <laughs> like accepting to himself I like being alone and I don't like, you know, I like being alone. I like being alone with my kids and alone with my routine. And, you know, cause, cause stupid shit. Just, I want to like go in the room and fucking review makeup for 10 hours and like not be, I want to yeah, eat what yeah. I want to eat. I don't want to be like, Oh my God, I don't want to talk about dinner. I don't want to talk about what we're going to have for dinner. Ever. But this sounds so, you're so right that it's when you take out that thing that you're supposed to do, that right. it can become like its own thing. Also, we have a very similar calendar thing because when somebody is on me about like when we're going to do something or something, I just like, first of all, I'm never going to want to do it when that thing Thanks. comes because I was told to it. do it. Thank yes. you. We're this, you have to understand. I don't like anyone telling me I have to do anything, even if I want to do it. Yeah. Oh my God. I have this therapy session every week with my therapist that like a friend of mine will be like, oh, you want, let's watch this movie. You wanted to watch it. Well, now I don't want to watch it. Same. No. Oh my God. I love, we could be very good friends. I'll tell you why. Because I just, well, I'm the type of person like, I don't want to go. Why? I just, I don't, I don't want to go. That's my answer. I don't, I don't care what someone, like I'm very non-filtered in that way, but it's not about you. It's not that I don't like you right now. No. I don't want to talk. I texted you 20 minutes ago. I wanted to talk then. I don't want to talk. Yes. Oh my God. So the best present I've ever gotten from a friend who really knows me is that they'll, for my birthday, we'll set up like a dinner that we're going to have dinner and then they cancel because nothing makes me happier than Same. canceled plans. It's like time I would never give myself. And, and you get the credit because you didn't do, you get yeah. the you got a credit point too. <laughs> we are the same, but that totally, but like really, I do talk to my therapist every time about like, why, what is this that anytime someone tells me what to do, even if I want to do it, I don't want to do it anymore. We're done. Guess what? You can find, I'm not saying you have to find son. There are people that can roll like that and, but they, they have to be trained. Like it's just the way that it goes. It's very, very, very interesting. I, I, we have, I have a new best friend. Yeah. Never, yeah. And, but I, like, I like what you said. It's not We're personal. Partners now. <laughs> yes. I would marry you right now. <laughs> right now. You can go review makeup. You know, my favorite thing to do is actually a parallel play where I'm doing my own thing. Right. You do your own thing. We're together. 
but leave me the same. fuck alone. Same, same. But I died over what you said about the fucking meal. When the other person has a different style and they need a protein and a vegetable and a thing, I'm like, I want to eat hummus or pureed soup as a meal or cake and like yogurt, like yes. whatever is there. I don't want to talk about it. I don't like meal time either. I want to walk oh, up the fridge. I don't want to time. Do walk doesn't tell me when I'm hungry. I don't want, and exactly that thing of like, what do you want to eat? I'll order my own thing. You order Thank your own you. thing. Why do we have to both get that? We can both Uber eat something different. Oh, oh my, my God. God. But I can't believe the mealtime thing is also, again, my therapist is like, this comes from your childhood, not having anything. I'm like, I just don't want, I eat what I want to fucking eat. No, Ugh. it's not your child. I totally agree. I'm the same. Then we have the same childhood. I'm the same thing because- I don't want to think about it. I literally think I failed at a talk show because it's seven in the morning. They would come in with a clipboard next to me. And what did you want to have for lunch today? I'm like, I don't fucking know. It's seven in the morning. I asked me at 1242. Then I'll decide. I, well, I may, probably won't even know then. Never have met anyone who understands that nothing enrages me more than that question. Or actually, that's not true. The only thing that enrages me more is somebody texting, hi, or how are you? Or, hey. <laughs> Which is what do aggressive. you want? What do you fucking want? Just say it. <laughs> it's passive aggressive. It's very passive aggressive. It's that's funny. Hey there. Did you know that May is Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is celebrating by highlighting some cool AAPI-owned brands like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Maeve. I mean, I love that a big brand like Macy's is supporting Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. It's important. But you know what? The best reason to check out these brands is that they're just really awesome. Seriously, you need to check them out. And you know what else? You have a great opportunity to open up access to college for AAPI students and help them succeed by donating to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. You can donate online or just round up your purchase at Macy's when you check out. So do what you can to help. Join Macy's and round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA scholars. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league, starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX is clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Snag a job is where America goes to hire, with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. 
So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. So I think you might be like me where you'll... Like, I'll sometimes have Paul on my therapist with me, and he's like, always, oh, you know, she's Melinda, and she's so nice, and she's so therapisty. The other day, I, ca- I said to her, I came home, and I needed to unpack, and there were all these boxes that came. It's because of this beauty influencing. We'll talk another day. I, I became an accidental beauty influencer. I'm like, it's ridiculous. It was literally like, it's like Shit's Creek. It should have been, I wasn't trying. I was doing nothing. I looked like a train wreck. So I walk in the house and the onslaught of all the stuff, when I walk in, I got to unpack and to go through it, et cetera. So Melinda says to me, well, it's interesting that you, you know, you decided that you needed to unpack the beauty at that point. I go, no, it's fine. It's not fucking interesting. It's never changing, Melinda. That's one of the things we never need to work on. It's a dog being a dog and a cat being a cat. I walk in the house. I'm unpacking the shit. I got in a full fight with her. I full fight. I'm like, do not, don't say it that way again. Oh my God, I actually have been working with my therapist that he now thinks that I'm annoyed when we've set an appointment because we've set an appointment and I kind of am because every time I have it, I'm like doing something. So I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this now. I don't want to. And, but like, so then I'm like, don't, I'm like, I have nothing to say. I have not. And he's like, this is because you think that this is a lorded over you or forced right. on you and you don't want to it be is. controlled. It's true. <laughs> it is by you, but you decided you were going to be yeah. that person and you, you, you decided you were going to get leg warmers and work out also. And that doesn't seem to be going that great. So, no. you know, I decided I was going to get a thousand, 10,000 steps every day. I get 10 hundred steps every day. So yeah. that's why you made the appointment and now you fucking hate her. Yeah, I chose it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you should get, that's a funny shit's crick thing. I should get a therapist for my therapist and I. Oh, that's a great, that's a great idea. That, that is, is a great, great idea. That's yeah, a great, is a great for the, scene. That show, for that fictitious show I've produced already. Uh, yeah, that, yeah. That they, they have to, because they always make you do a therapy scene on the reality shows. Like I'm, I'm the first uh. one to have done that. Cause I had my therapist and that was a very big deal on the show, Dr. Amador. So it'd be funny if like oh. Levy and his therapist or Moy, whoever, David, David, get a therapist. That's really That's, fucking funny. Yeah. Yeah. We oh. are friends now. This is a I fact. I love you so much. I love you so, so much. And you can cancel when we make plans. Cause I'm the person that's like 10 minutes before. I'm like, if you want to get a drink, let's go. If not, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. marrying you. That's it. We're done. Fact. I know. 100%. I know you've got this thing in Boston, and that's fine with me. No, that's exactly. actually fine with me. I'm calling Paul. <laughs> I'm going to tell Paul. Tell I'm going to call Paul. I'm going to tell him. He might be fine. Yeah, I'm like, don't worry. She's pansexual. Yeah, that's a story. <laughs> oh my god, I love you. I don't even know what we talked about. I think you're not either. I think you have a graphic novel. I think you. Um, yeah, I think you're amazing. I think you're- I want to be friends. That's I never too, really same. said that I want to be friends with someone. Like I'm pursuing I, a friendship with you. I, I don't friends. want more friends. I yeah, don't same. want more friends ever, but same. this is, this is going to work. Slide one in. All right. I got to give them your, tell your people to give me yeah. your information so we can laugh and send each other funny things that we see. Cause I love you. And also love tell you. your friends about my idea. Cause you never know. You might be. I will. 
I will. I actually think it's really great. Also, I kind of only want to do a new Shit's Creek thing if you're in it now. So, yeah. Um, so Put it in your rider. I, Put it in your contract. Yeah. 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 Okay. I love you so much. Love you too. <laughs> so great talking to you. This was this so. Is oh, wait, wait. Get my dog. <gasps> Molly, get okay. Bryn. Oh, Bryn will be so happy if I marry someone from Shit's Creek. Forget it. Oh. Jill, but wait, so are you going to get your dog or your daughter? No, my daughter, Bryn. Oh, my God. Oh, we got to smell the feet, too. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Let me tell her to get We got to smell feet. We got to get Bryn. Hold on. Calm down. Get Bryn. <laughs> okay. She's coming. Wait, how many um, daughters do you have? I have one daughter and two dogs, Biggie and Smalls. They're 10 pounds different. <laughs> one litter. One litter. Biggie they're and Smalls. Yeah, they're very cute. And I'm saying bring them, too. And the dogs. Hold on. What a fun. Wow. What a funny, unexpected conversation because i'm never like really prepared but it usually is just like sort of some background whatever we just like railed in some randomness it was so awesome oh honestly. this was honestly i like so i've been like i don't want to do podcasts yeah i know i know someone's I know. podcast because it's the same and it's no one's fault it's just like i only have one life so i only have one story for every moment of my life and i feel like i've told it a million times all right stevie is my friend you want to ask her anything oh i pitched her the show i pitched her a show i think that's all What's of the show? shit the one that all of Shit's Creek. The reality. Do you have any questions for her before I let her go? Because mm-hmm. I... I don't think so. Ask who her favorite is or. Oh, who's your favorite character? Alexis and Annie, who plays Alexis. Who's yours? David. That's what I'm. But I, she says I'm like David. Are you most like your character? Are you, of all the characters, are you the most like Stevie? No, I'm no. People are usually disappointed that I'm not like Stevie as much, but um, no, Dan is the most like his character. And I'm the most like him. I very much have his personality and she very much has Alexis's personality. Who's who are you the most like? Well, I guess in all the I guess Stevie, but I'm not really like Stevie as much. I'm, I'm a little more like, yeah. mm-hmm. I'm a little Moira yeah. too. With the dramatic outfit sometimes and coming out the glass. A little more of it too. All right, we're going to leave yeah. her alone. You'll get to meet her because we're going to be friends. She might yeah, be I might be your your new mom. Mom. <laughs> yeah. That mom. She yeah. married me. Yeah. First, person, first yeah. person ever in like a long time she said that about. See? Yeah. Because we like the same. We like, we're very, we like the same thing and liking nothing. And we don't want to be correct. We don't want to be choked. Well, yes. Dr. Matt, work yeah. on your <laughs> Oh, you finished. Yeah. You, was this exciting? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll go to LA and we'll. Oh no. Where Where do you live now? I live in LA, but I'm coming to New York. All right. Maybe we'll include that when we go see Bad Cinderella, which is like. Oh, I want to see Bad Cinderella. I'll get. Yeah. Know that the expectation. It's not La Cage or Les Mis. It's yeah. campy, cheesy. I loved it. I thought it was very funny. Like I said, it got a shitty review. I enjoyed. it. I want to take her. So maybe I'll get tickets, and you don't have to show oh, up. Oh, I'd love to. Okay. See, right, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna show now. I want to go. All right. Because there's no gonna, like. Oh, look at her graphic novel. Hold on, Brent. Remember when you used to read graphic novels, and I'd say you can't read them as books. Like you have to read. So, so but it, you can, because that's how I'm dyslexic. So I found it really hard to read, and so I could read graphic novels because there's pictures. So, so it counts. she's a witch that's part of like a witch family, like the Kardashians, mm-hmm. where they're all like good social media, and they're all like graded. And she's her character is terrible at that. So her character like needs to be excommunicated from the family because she's a basic witch. She wanted to say shit witch, but they wouldn't let her. But she's a basic <laughs> witch. Do you like it? Mm-hmm. It's so cute. Ruining everything. The Amelia Airwood Air- story. So she's she screwed it all up. 
God. She's kind of like Kourtney Kardashian. She's the alternative. <laughs> you know what I mean? She's the alternative of not playing the game. Um, all right. Well, I love you. Um, I love you. I, love you. I can't wait to meet you in person. I'm, that was so exciting. Best part of my day. Same. By far. That was my rose. Best part of my, like, my entire podcasting life. Best part. So thank you. Thank you so okay. much. <laughs> bye. Bye. Okay, that's my favorite podcast I've ever done. Favorite podcast guest. And um, you know her, Emily, and she's Stevie from um, Schitt's Creek. And I was excited because my daughter loves Schitt's Creek and excited as I am for every guest. Just like, yay, looking forward. And let's hear that. But that was ridiculous. That was epic. It was so fun. So interesting. I, I don't know if I've met another person that's more like me. What a pleasure. A dream. Love her. And I'm going to take her. Got to text my publicist right now because I'm going to take her to Bad Cinderella. Fact. Loved her. Follow her. Buy her book. She's my new best friend and possibly wife. I got to call Paul and get approval. Bye, guys. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s, dance away with hip-hop beats, and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.